0: Maybe you've lost time and money or you're losing the wrong people, or you just have a conflicted culture that's searching for the truth, or it could be something like productivity loss and people are just stressed. Either way, perhaps we should talk. I'd love to work with you and share with you through my keynotes, highly engaging workshops, coaching and consulting services, how we can bring the power of belonging factor and the tools we've developed to your organization and meet these challenges with real solutions. That involve people, refine process, and help you deliver better profits. So visit belongingfactor.com or rudimentsolutions.com today. Thank you for listening to The Belonging Factor, and I look forward to working with you and your teams. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Belonging Factor podcast. I am Devin Halliday, and I am the Chief Belonging Architect at Rudiment Solutions. I am also the host of the Belonging Factor podcast. So thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning in and listening. If you haven't already subscribed, now's a good time to do it because you're listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're coming back for more, thank you so much for doing that. That a great, great run so far, being able to interview some truly amazing people, being able to share some really great ideas and get some great feedback from you. So as you're listening, if there's something that strikes you that, hey, this is something I think we could get into some more. I have some thoughts or ideas about this. Send an email to me. I belong at belongingfactor.com. That'll get straight to me. I read all the emails. I will reply and sometimes even talk about On the show, what it is that uh, we've had in some offline discussions, with your permission, of course. So, if all of that sounds good to you, let's keep connected, let's keep listening. So, at The Belonging Factor, really our mission in this podcast is to have candid, open discussions, peel back layers, and get better at elevating the conversation to help create a culture of purpose, belonging, connectedness, and community within workforces and teams that help deliver better faster results for shareholders better faster experiences for customers and better experiences inclusion collaboration for our employees that's the purpose here so to that end If you've been keeping up with the series and you've had a chance to listen to some of the interviews and some of the conversation and dialogue we've had so far, I think we've been true to our mission and what we're doing. In fact, I even had the opportunity to answer some listener feedback questions and share a bit of my story, my why and why belonging matters to me. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. It's a good one. Today, I'm going to get into something that addresses kind of the other side of the coin, if you will, from a previous episode. So one of the previous episodes, I talked about the idea of maybe you need to fire your top performer. And I was careful to try to make the distinction that top performer does not necessarily equal best employee. In fact, potentially under this scenario was maybe your worst employee. Somebody who was producing great results, but had such a damaging effect on culture that you were losing other people, that you were losing confidence and trust, that you were not able to build belonging, community, and connection within your organization. And that was impacting your ability to do what you needed to do in achieving objectives, be more nimble, deliver back for shareholders, etc. cetera. So today we're going to kind of take this a little bit different of an approach, but a you know, similar concept. And this is where I want to talk about why maybe our best employees choose to leave. And so one of the reasons they might choose to leave, our best employees, the ones who produce reliably, consistently, and they grow, and they want to foster connection, community, and belonging in the workforce, they choose to leave because of that toxic environment, because of maybe a decision to hang on to this top-performing employee who pisses everybody off and makes everybody else feel like shit. Oftentimes, though, it's something that is truly attributable to the leadership within that organization at any given level, but typically the direct supervisor. So we've all heard the cliche, which maybe it is, maybe it isn't cliche, but that statement that people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses, right? And that is true to a degree as we continue to progress further and further down the line of people-centric environments, cultures in business, it's not just that direct supervisor they're quitting. It's the idea of the culture, the idea of the environment. So if you're willing to hang on to your top performer for short-term gains who creates a disruptive culture, and then you're going to lose some of your best employees, whether they're long-term or whether they're just consistent, reliable, dependable producers for you, you're going to sacrifice the Ability to have long-term growth, long-term success, long-term predictable, reliable uh, ability to handle whatever tasks or objectives come your way, and you're going to lose the ability to be nimble and change quickly when you need to, and that is a problem if you have that environment. So, when we look about, when we look at an organization, in fact, think about your team or your organization or 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 the sports team you coach and how you can potentially affect and impact that organization as a leader. Certainly if you're listening to this, the first thing that you want to make sure that you're developing or doing differently is around the culture. So what are some of the signs then that you might have that toxic culture, that culture that is going to sacrifice your best people for the sake of short term returns, short term gains, or even potentially no gains that you can truly measure as meaningful and impactful. So the first piece, and this is one that I talk about very often, but it's that whatever the the core values, the value set is, does not truly align and serve as what the employees and the organization does, meaning the actions that are taken do not align with who the organization says it is. And I actually have a really cool YouTube video on this topic. It's it's worth checking out if you want to really explore this in some more detail. But the gist of it is that because actions don't align to what the stated values are, we erode all credibility within our organization, within our team, within our customers, shareholders, you name it. Everybody starts to lose trust if what we do does not match what we say we do. If how we behave does not match how we tell you we are going to behave and that's problematic without any question in life because it goes to your integrity it goes to your character it goes to so many things but what that does is it lends itself to a a corrosive toxic culture right so if if those two things aren't aligning you definitely have issues that have to be addressed if employees don't have a voice if if the people on your team feel afraid to give honest feedback, they feel that there will be some sort of retaliation, reprimand, or maybe even worse, just being ignored, you have a problem with your culture. You have a problem where you will lose your best employees. One of the top always on the list when it, you talk about how a culture can become such an environment that your best employees choose to leave and they are quitting the culture, not just the boss, is micromanaging. And, and make no mistake, micromanaging can be cultural, not just a result of one leader. And when I say that, I want to explain what that means. Micromanaging as a cultural problem, is a cultural issue, is something where you have many of the leaders, many of the people within your organization taking that approach because there is such a high, high level of conversation and frequent level of conversation around numbers, around results. What are your What are your productivity numbers at 2 p.m., at 5 p.m., at 8 p.m., at 10 p.m.? What are your different metrics and how are they performing at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m.? You start to get into a system where by having that type of high performance driven culture, you have leaders who feel they have to micromanage those results. And that's a problem because you're no longer giving autonomy to employees who are performing the job and then turning them into these reactive gross versions of themselves. And so then it's no longer authentic. That's a problem. Clearly, if we look at some of the other things that, that maybe fall under cultural issues, but also leadership issues, you have blaming and punishing people. When that becomes the norm, that's a cultural problem. When casting blame to others and taking credit for others' successes is evident across your culture, across your workforce, that's a cultural issue and it starts at the top and it has to be addressed. This is another reason some of your best and most consistent and most reliable and highest producers and best team members choose to leave. And as you go down the list, there's several other things. I talked in one of my prior podcasts around an employee who chose not to show up to work. In fact, it was in the one why you might have to fire your top producer. And this was an employee who chose not to show up to work, to meetings, et cetera. This was something that was truly an issue. Well, guess what? For those people who have that situation and they choose not to address this absenteeism, it actually impacts all of the rest of your people. And that's the point I made in that podcast was having an employee who might be a top producer but has issues that are affecting the rest of the team, like even being absent, which puts a higher workload on the rest of the team when they're not there. That is something that must be absolutely be addressed and if not it's a cultural issue not just a leadership issue and it's one that will cause your best employees to say why am I doing this why am I showing up every single day giving my best I'm out I'm going to go somewhere where I'm respected where there's a culture that brings everybody in that's inclusive that's a community based that I want to belong to so that's definitely one that causes your employees to leave And I'll just run quickly down maybe the last three or four that would be important to talk about any type of favoritism, any type of office politics, any type of gossiping or creating social uh, groups or cliques within the team or allowing those things to take hold and and become strong parts of the culture, those are gonna cause your best people to leave. Nobody wants to show up in a professional environment where we have work that we're proud of and work we wanna do uh, and have a sense of contribution and sense of completion and fulfillment and empowerment and enrichment. Nobody wants to show up in that environment where that's the mission and feel like they're back in grade school or high school with clicks and Rumors and gossip and bullying and talking crap on each other, and generally making the environment separate, non inclusive, segregated. That's not good. I know my statement isn't revolutionary. I know I'm not telling you something that you've never heard before, but that is just not good. So, there has to be a way to cure this, right? There has to be a way to overcome this. There has to be a way to hold on to your best people. And when we talk about the the idea of creating belonging and the idea of building this culture in this environment, we have to first recognize why we might be seeing some of the things we're seeing. What are the symptoms of an environment that doesn't have good belonging, that doesn't have good culture? And And how does that show up in our daily lives where maybe we're attributing it to something else? We're attributing it to a bad employee. We're attributing it to bad decision making. We're attributing it to Just somebody who doesn't get it, quote unquote. And instead, we have to attribute it to us and what we can influence and impact as leaders within an organization, within a team, and within a business. And from there, we can start to come up with what the solutions are. So if you are honest with yourself and you're able to sit there first and foremost and make the decision that you have the power to control what happens in your business, not just from the results you're accountable to today, but the results that you're accountable to in the long term. And you know that the only way you can achieve that is through people. By being a person who creates and fosters an environment of inclusion, of diversity, of connection, of community, of belonging, you're halfway there. You already believe that that's the right thing. So now you have to think, what is next? There obviously has to be authenticity in the decision. Your employees will see very quickly through, and your team members will see very quickly through, Any type of fake, unplanned, not well thought out, poorly executed attempt to try and be something that you're not, to try and create an environment that you don't truly believe in, but you're just doing it because you read a book or listened to a podcast and heard that it's the right thing to do. So it's about being truly authentically connected to that absolute mission and having the integrity to Ask questions, solicit help, admit when you're wrong, do what you say you're going to do. If it's in your values that you've stated, actually then go live them. So do what you say you're going to do and then do what you say or said you were going to do. That was confusing, wasn't it? Let's try that again. Say what you're going to do and then do what you said you were going to do, right? That's it. It's that simple. Uh, make sure that you demonstrate clearly that appreciation for your people because your people are those helping the objective be met. Your people are the ones fostering and creating community. And when there's not trust and there's not communication and there's not this authentic presentation of you as a leader or the culture of your your business, your team. That's when clicks form. That's when bullying starts to show up. That's when gossip happens. Gossip is simply a result of there being partial information out there and people filling in the blanks. And they often do it to the detriment of people they don't like or others that they want to influence in a negative way. It's very rarely gossip It shows up in an effort to try and reframe and rephrase things in a positive and enlightening and encouraging way right we, how often do we see that so this this toxic culture this this culture that that creates be, your best leaving which only leaves you with the ones who you don't want to have go into battle every day to achieve the accomplishments and goals and milestones that are required of you you have to make the change you have to make the decision to make the change because if not it's costly if not your unhappy employees are going to leave and your employees who can stomach it who can stick it out are going to cost you and your business money results long-term impact the ability to change quickly And when you scale that now across the entire United States, that equates to billions of dollars a year in lost revenue or lost productivity. There's no question. It's unsettlingly true that the culture you create will dictate a tremendous effect on your profits. So... Now it's about identifying. Now it's about seeing and and observing and identifying that, yes, these are challenges, and then making a decision to stop attributing them to something that is not in your control and start writing a list of those things that are within your control that you can do and figuring out where it falls into. Does it fall into something that is about the respect and trust that is not evident and existing in the team? Does it fall into something that is about... Lack of communication, poor dialogue, not not a, a showing of appreciation, not a feeling of empathy uh, being received by leaders or trust people that should be in a position of trust in your organization. And you can start to really look at what then your individual actions need to be as a leader. What your actions should be as a person communicating, sharing and collaborating with your peers and your superiors to help change what the culture can and should be to be more nimble, more profitable, and more focused on the people working to get the job done. So stop micromanaging if that's what you do. Stop letting people, just because they might be a top producer, get away with things that you wouldn't let others get away with. And stop allowing gossip and cliques to exist in the workforce. And by the way, if you say that they don't exist, then you either have two scenarios. One, you have a perfect environment in your teams that is full of belonging and community and collaboration and inclusive inclusivity, or you're lying to yourself. That's the only two possible scenarios that exist. If you're telling me that you don't have gossip and clicks formed in your organization, Uh, stop allowing aggressive behavior, stop allowing behavior that, that creates this feeling of people being overworked and stepped on for others to be able to advance or achieve. Stop allowing an environment where people's ideas are not shared regularly. They are not in any way uh, exposed for others to be able to learn from, grow from, and they are just shoved away in an environment where they don't feel like they can come and share without reprimand or retaliation being something that they'll experience. Do these things, identify these things, make meaningful decisions about what it looks like to change those things, and then put the cure in place and the cure is all about a leader who decides that people value uh people's value is far more important than the value of any individual micromanaged task or short-term result because those people will deliver for you as a leader and for the organization itself if they are part of belong to and committed to the values and mission of the organization this is the, the essence behind creating belonging. This is the essence behind what the belonging factor is here to solve and what our dialogue should be about changing or influencing or implementing. So if your biggest concern right now is not looking at your people and looking at your best employees and searching for those that have become quiet and slightly disengaged over time, you need to move that to the top of your list quickly. Because if you see that and you realize and recognize that that is something that exists throughout different layers and levels of your organization, you will come to a realization very quickly that everything that we've talked about in the last 20 minutes is a result of a culture that needs to be addressed. And it's a result of leadership not allowing this culture to flourish. And it has to be deliberate. Culture does not just develop perfectly all on its own. It requires the vision, the tenacity, the authenticity, uh, the commitment of leaders like you to make that work. So if you have some stories related to experiences you've had in your workforce or in your teams, that are like this, that are similar to this, and you've handled them in a different way than I've talked about, or similar to how I've talked about, or you're looking for a way to get some more specifics about what you can do to take this to even a more deep next level within your teams. Send me an email, I belong at belongingfactor.com. I would love to connect with you. I'd love to share, and I'd love to hear the ideas and the feedback. I'm always a sponge for information, for feedback, for connection from others, and I want to be able to give you any other information that makes sense for you. So send the email, subscribe to the podcast, and by the way, if you love this podcast, I'd love you to share it with others. The whole point of what we're doing here is to get the dialogue bigger and get more voices heard and more voices part of what we're doing to have meaningful and impactful change and creating a sense of belonging within people, workforces and cultures to drive and produce better results. So that's it for this episode of the Belonging Factor podcast. Keep checking back next week. We'll have an awesome new episode for you. I can't wait to talk to you then. Thanks so much. Hey, if you are a fan of the Belonging Factor podcast, you are going to love the Belonging Factor book. My new book, Belonging Factor How Great Brands and Great Leaders Inspire Loyalty, Build Community, and Grow Profits, is now available. So get on Amazon, order your copy today ebook, audiobook, paperback, hardcover. We've got you covered no matter what your preference.